Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Dudes Behind the Foods podcast. I'm Tim Chantharangsu. And I'm David So. And you know what? Tim just brought something up recently. And I'm going to show you guys something. Huh. (laughs) His back. You look at his back, y'all. He has giant herpes (laughs) on his back. That is not what it is. I got cupping done, and I look like a fat ladybug. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I look like. (laughs) Hell yeah, motherfucker. I was like, wow, Mario left some weird hickeys on your back, dog. (laughs) I'm just going to suck on your fat little back. (laughs) Okay, so uh, tell me about that experience. I've never had the cupping done before. So cupping is interesting, right? So it's it's actually like an Asian practice Mm. that... A lot of the whites now do because they found out it's not just voodoo, <laughs> which is really cool, right? Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate it. Um, so cupping back in the day used to be done, and it's still done this way too at certain places uh, where you take fire, and then you'll swipe the fire in. And what that does is it sucks out all the oxygen and it creates a vacuum, mm. and it pulls your skin up. And then what you'll see with the cupping is that um, blood will come up. So you'll see it'll be purple, and when oh. they pop it off, there's bruising there. And so what it's essentially doing is it's causing circulation in these spots that are either sore that needs like blood to run through it, and it causes great movement, which is the same concept that you have with something called uh, the Graston technique, which I think in Chinese called like Gua Sha or something like that. Okay. It's where they scrape your muscle, and you'll see people get bruised up and bloodied. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever had this done, but they'll put like this tiger bomb-like substance, and they'll scrape you with a coin. No, nah, never. Well, that's the type of shit that they would do like that, but cupping is where it's the opposite of a deep tissue where they'll push in and they're pulling it out. Wow. And so I couldn't move my neck for the past couple months this way, and now look. Have you ever done acupuncture? Wow, you're so limp. You're a little little noodle now. Dude, look at me, dude. Wow. I I did get acupuncture done. Uh, Mariel's mom is an acupuncturist. What? How's that? I hated it. Really? (laughs) It was just scary. I hate needles. Mm. Uh, And plus, they got to dig deeper for you because you guys squishy. (laughs) You were going to say fat. I saw that that F come out of your lips. And then I was like, there's something funnier than fat. What can I say? And I was like, squishy boy. She's like, "Um, I need my extra long needles because there's a layer that I have to get through no but they um it, it'll be it was interesting because she was doing it for like my back pain because mm. I have like this weird rib pain here okay and I think it's just because of when I sit and I'm editing I tend to lean this way mm. and so after a while it just kind of fucked up my ribs does it hurt yeah it hurts that's why when, when I'm a plane I if I sit up like this for too long this area muscle it gets tight and it starts to like bulb up like it'll like come out this way because the muscle gets fucked up do the needles hurt the needles no oh. they feel it depends so it's, like when i had i used to get migraines yeah. uh mariel's mom did she was, she was sticking in my temple and all over my face so i looked like the uh that horror movie ah uh, pinhead yes okay. from uh the exorcist no <laughs> the said, uh, i forgot the way he said no to me he was so disappointed <laughs> No, idiot. From uh, hell, Hellraiser. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> you just shit. I'm just. I'm, I'm like. Argh. Is that what it is? <laughs> Speaking of purple from blood, the first time I showed my penis to a, a red penis to a girl, she freaked out because it was purple. <laughs> Asian people's penises are. <laughs> Pinkish purple. They look like that. Uh, that that uh, that frozen uh, popsicle. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> the, the uh, it's like a the turbo pop or something. I don't know what it was called. I don't know, man. My dick is purple apparently. And like I was, I was 15, 14, 15, and I, I showed this girl my erect penis, and she uh, screamed, and she went, she went. Oh my god, why is it purple? <laughs> and she like had like a little panic attack. She's like, Are you choking it out? What's going on? Oh my god. Yeah, and I'm like and I was like and I was I had never I mean I didn't I wasn't aware that, you know, it was like it, it came off purple you know, because of course like the blood and shit, like you said, like it's kinda of purplish, right? And um and I also had a girl one time, like, who had seen my penis and I guess also wasn't expecting the purpleness and was like <laughs> it was like, why's your dick black? <laughs> <laughs> It's not just my music; it's my dick too. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, pretty weird. I have a so it's interesting because because I have an uncircumcised penis, right? Right. And so people in the of states, and people in the <laughs> states, they typically have uh, circumcised penises. Yeah, I, I, I'm circumcised. Yeah. So I hooked up with a girl who was from the Australia. Okay. 
but she was like she's from Australia, but she was from like the UK or whatever, whatnot, right? It was an Asian girl, mm-hmm. but she was she was the one that told me that people in the UK they don't have like typically uh, circumcised penises, mm. and they think it's weird the opposite way. Really, it's like what the fu- I'm not sure if if you are from the UK is that true or not. But she was like, yeah, like the she would be freaked out by circumcised penises. It's like that's interesting. Huh. And in Australia, uh, there's Vegemite in the oh, foreskin. Disgusting. Hey, hey, tell me something. I don't understand why people like Vegemite. <laughs> I I tried. I tried it twice. No thanks. Because, you know, Thai people, we kind of do like funky spreads sometimes. There's some funky spread that I don't like, like funky spreads. And ah, maybe I wasn't doing it right. Because what do they say? It's like. The cracker, a little bit of butter, and a little bit of Vegemite. Because it's really, it's brackish. It's salty as shit. Brackish? Brackish. Never heard that word before. Yeah, it's salty. It's brackish. <laughs> it's, bra- it's brackish. <laughs> it's very brackish. Or, or, or that's uh, uh, an Asian mom watching that show on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is my favorite show. Which one? Breckish. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom's favorite show, Breckish. Oh my god. No, but I I don't know, man. I, I would like to try it again now that, you know, maybe my, my taste buds have evolved over the years. I haven't been in Australia in a long, long time. I mean, I'm sure I could find Vegemite somewhere out here, but the biggest complaint that people have from Australia that I've read online is that it's the amount of Vegemite that people put on. Mm. They're like, Of course you're not gonna fucking like it if you spread it on like it's peanut butter. Mm. Like it's it's not supposed to be uh eaten that way. Maybe it's more of like a fish sauce. You know, a little bit goes a long yeah, you're way. You're supposed to spread it like a thin layer, maybe with that butter, and it might be delicious. Right. I don't know. We got to do it on the show. Because I just took a little, and I was like, mm, not for me. All right, Australian people, Australia, cunts, all my f- sick cunts out there in Australia, tell us how the fuck we're supposed to eat Vegemite, and we're going to get some Vegemite in here, and we're going to eat that shit, all right? Ugh, we always just be eating weird stuff here now, just because of that. <laughs> That Dorado, that Totori, the fucking Totori and banana. But back to penises. <laughs> I kind of learned over the years when I thought I was, you know, the majority for being a circumcised penis. When I was kind of in groups of people, though, it wasn't always the case. Like my boys, you know, even my circle of friends, for example, right? My my four homies or my three homies. Um, PD Flo and Super Ego, who are Mexican, uh, are uncircumcised. And I think that's kind of common for uh, Latino countries to not circumcise. Oh. Um, what is the purpose of the circumcision in the first place? I think originally, if, you, if it's not for religious, like, you know, because Jewish people, it's a, it's a part of like, uh, it's like a ceremonious thing. Yeah. They have their bris where they circumcise the boys, right? Um if it's not for religious reasons, the argument is that it is easier to clean, um, you know, uh, less schmegma, I guess, um, because you don't have to peel back as much foreskin. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But from people who are uncircumcised, they've told me, look, man, it's not an issue as long as you make sure and peel that skin all the way back. And, you know, yeah, you just clean your dick when you and shower. Just, just clean your dick like you're supposed to. And then it's not an issue. Um, and some will say that. People that are uncircumcised, they have, they get more, um, they get a higher sensation because there's more nerves in that skin there. Um, Oh, yeah. So I have a question for you, right? And mm -hmm. I've actually never asked anybody this. So because you are circumcised, right? Yeah. Your head is just revealed. It's just like, hello. Yes. So when the fabric touches it, does it hurt? Okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt, but I'll tell you this. Um, There are certain brands... For example, there is a uh, uh, like certain boxer briefs, uh, a company that sends me boxer briefs. They're super soft, right? But sometimes their um, inseam is like since it's on the middle, um, when it touches like the tip of my dick, like the hole, it's uncomfortable for me. I'm always adjusting when I wear their boxer mm. briefs. I'm always adjusting to make sure my shit's going to the side like it normally does because when the inseam kind of just brushes against the tip of my dick, sometimes I'm like, mm, it's uncomfortable for me. Oh, see, because it's like. The level of sensitivity that that I guess if for you, like if I had my dick head out, yeah, and that's just it's gonna hurt. It's like mm-hmm. that sensitive. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes, like I remember when I first got head, right? Yeah, I was like, this is way too sensitive. Oh <laughs> like, really? Yeah, it's like it was almost like too much. Mm. But it's like that hypersensitive. Mm, I see. I guess maybe since 
um, my head's been like out my whole life, halfway out, chilling, peeking out a little bit, a little desensitized. It's like been beaten up this whole time. <laughs> he, he's just like, he's just like, mm, yeah, no, I feel this. It's cool. I feel this all the time. It is what it is. Whatevs. It's it's very interesting because it's like it's almost like ticklish to me. Like it's it's that sensitive. So I, I I guess like for you, for people who are circumcised, they lose a lot of their sensation or like a part of it. I wouldn't say a lot because look, I definitely still you know uh, come faster than I'd like to. You know, so I mean, uh, <laughs> so I can't be that desensitized. <laughs> she just touches it. Wow! Oh God, babe! Look, I still had have had plenty of times in my life where I'm like, oh man, I I jizzed way too fast. You know what I'm saying? Almost in my head, where I'm like, I wish I was a little more desensitized. Oh, dude. I remember. I remember when you first started having sex with like the, my very first girlfriend. Yeah. I was like, oh God, I fucking come way too fast. That's just, that's all of us, man. Yeah. And then I, I talked to a homie. He was like, well, it's like, do you ever jack off before you have sex? I'm like, why would I do that? That's a waste. <laughs> right, right, It feels right. so good. Like when you, they're like, well, if you're, if you haven't fucked in so long and it's like when you, you're going to come super fast, mm-hmm. it's just like stored up. I was like, oh, I just got to jack off a little bit before. Definitely helps. Yeah. It helps a lot. It helps so much for all you young people out there. But at the same time, it doesn't feel as good. <laughs> I know. And then you get old, especially when you get older and you're like, my power's gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're like, sorry, it died. I was trying to get it ready for you. I know. I'm trying to last a little longer. <laughs> I'm not the fucking wheelchair guy. All right. You can't just bounce <laughs> on my dick and nothing happens. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, a struggle, you know, because it's like what you got to decide. You're like, am I gonna bust beforehand and hopefully I'll last longer, or am I gonna come in with a more powerful erection ready to go and potentially bust quicker? I remember uh, this like one pivotal moment. It was like when I uh, I decided to ask instead of the guys for like sex advice, I asked like the homegirls, mm. and their advice was infinitely better. Yeah, I was like, they know so much more. What the fuck am I? Because these guys too, they, they're sometimes like guys lie about their shit. Oh, uh, hundred percent. You you know what I'm saying? So they kind of gas themselves up. So they they kind of give this advice as if they are the guru of sex. Mm-hmm. When really, when I started asking some of the homegirls for advice, they were just a little more specific, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the the best advice that I got, and this wasn't a homegirl, this was a girl that I was hooking up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, girl's a fucking nutbag, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I should tell that story here, but she. <laughs> The first time we hooked up, it was kind of embarrassing, but she was first of all a lot of pressure for me in the first place because she's only hooked up with dudes. By the way, they're black guys. Mm. I was her first Asian boyfriend, and she was a Filipino girl. Mm, fun, right? And you know, at that time, you know, the the idea of dick size is daunting for a young guy, right? Before, for a young guy, for sure. Yeah. yeah, before you even know anything about sex. Mm-hmm. So either we were hooking up, and then I remember we were done, and I asked, her, I was like, "So what do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "So." How was the dick? <laughs> and she went, she went, nah. Ah. I wanted to die. I bet. I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, well, okay, like this is a few things that you could do next time. I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. You're giving me tips? Yeah. Advice? That's nice. And that was the first time I realized, oh, you can actually ask what the person likes and dislikes. I mean, that's what you, that comes with maturity. Exactly. And I didn't know, because, you know, before that too, you're always thinking to yourself, oh, you should already know what's up. Mm. But every person is different and everybody mm-hmm. has their own preferences. I had no fucking idea. And then she's like, okay, when you do this, like this and that, also too, can you slow down here? And I'm like, oh, I could ask? Mm-hmm. I had no fucking idea. I mean, that's why you, you only get better with age when it comes to fucking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In terms of guys, because it's like, you learn stuff from experience. You learn to actually communicate what works for this person, what works for that person. And, you know, you just kind of learn that, like, it's not like what it is on TV. No, it <laughs> is not. I'll tell you this, though. Let me tell you how I broke up with her. <laughs> so, interesting enough, so she was a friend. She's older. She was, uh, how old was I? I was, like, in my lower 20s. But she was, like, three or four years older than me. Mm. And prior to that, I was only dating girls who I because I was a Christian boy mm. that I wanted to quote unquote marry. Oh my. And so this girl who I broke, we broke up and she wrecked me. I told the story of my podcast a million times, <laughs> but she wrecked my ass. Cause I was like a lover boy. Right. Right. You know? Right. And at that point I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fuck. Right. <laughs> I'm going to hook up with people. I'm going to see what's out there. I'm going to go out, start asking people. I'll get rejected, whatever. Everyone right? goes to that stage. Yep. And mm-hmm. it was a, it was probably one of the best stages of my life mm-hmm. because I got over the fear of asking people out and getting rejected. Mm-hmm. So at that point, from that point on, I just asked anybody out. If I got rejected, I got rejected. Who the fuck cares? You're over it in five minutes. Super fast. Mm-hmm. So. I actually met her through one of my friend's older sisters. Okay. Right. And at this time, I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to 
chill with you know she's she's somebody that we know so i can't but she came over they threw a halloween party at their house when their parents were gone mm-hmm. and she came in this naughty nun outfit and i'm like mm. it's over <laughs> and so i was like fuck it i don't care if you guys are friends or whatever whatnot so i started hitting on her we started hooking up yum we only lasted about a month because I didn't realize how fucking intense she was. Okay. She was so intense. By the way, every Filipino girl that I've dated has scarred me for life. <laughs> I don't know what it is about your women, but you guys are very intense lovers. First of all, let's real quick point out that you went from only hooking up with girls you would marry, religious girls, to hooking up with a naughty nun. Very true. Wow. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, this was like my final straw, and I had no idea how intense she was. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were driving and a Filipino girl and the Filipino people, they have something called the barrel man. Okay. Have you seen that? No. It's a barrel. You lift it up and a fat dick pops out. Oh, yes. We have the same shit in Thailand. Oh, do you? Yes. So the barrel man. Mm-hmm. So I was asking her about it. I was like, hey, so what's the whole barrel man thing about it? And we're driving back to, back to her crew. I was dropping her off and we hooked up at a park. And then she was like, I don't know what that is. Right. And I'm like, oh, so you probably know what it is. Like, it's this dude with the barrel and the dick pops out. Right. And she goes, no, I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm. I was like. Maybe I'm not explaining right. She goes, I already fucking told you. I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, God. Like, squared up on me like she was about to scrap. And so I was like, okay. I pulled over the car (laughs) and I looked at her. I was like, hey, I would never, ever curse you out. You should never, ever speak to me like that. Mm -hmm. That's super disrespectful, Mm -hmm. right? And then she starts bawling. What? Crying. Her fucking uh, starts scream crying, right? And I'm like, hey, bitch, like, like the fuck's going on? Yeah. The windows are down. And yeah. was, this lady, I shit you fucking not, like a sitcom, comes up next to me. And she goes, do better. Like, I'm like, what? what? hit her. Right? And I'm like looking at the lady like, what do you mean? She just goes, do better. Oh, my this, God. This random stranger. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, I didn't fucking hit her. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And she was like, <laughs> she gave me the look like. Yeah, right, buddy. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, do better. Wow. And I'm like freaking the fuck out. And I look at her. I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I'm just going to drop you off home. You're a little hysterical right now. She goes, it's okay. She goes, no, you know what? I'm fine. I'm okay. And she starts smiling and laughing. Huh. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever. I'm scared now. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm literally scared. I'm driving her back home. She goes, let's just go out to eat. Let's just go do something fun. <laughs> I drop her off at her house. I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I got a whole bunch of stuff. I drop her off. I literally text her. I was like, it's over. Wow. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so scared. I broke up with her through a text. Yeesh. And then after that, I uh, I called her. I was like, hey, I shouldn't have broken up with you through a text. But honestly, like, you're in a very different space. Like, that part scared me. You're very emotionally frantic. I'm trying to be a stand-up comic. I got all this stuff that we were doing. I'm, yeah. I'm doing right now. And I can't handle it this yeah. time. And she goes, by the way, we were dating for only like a month or maybe three weeks. And yeah. she goes, you are the best boyfriend I've ever had in my life. What? Doc, I'm fucking serious. And I already knew that there were like red flags and problems because, listen, even for me growing up, I haven't, I'm not a hypersexual person. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because like the way that I equate like sex is the person that I want to marry. Mm-hmm. And so I'm an emotional sex fucker person, mm-hmm. right? She equated relationships differently. She felt value as a person as long as they're having sex and the guy sexually wanted her. Hmm. So for me, I'm not as sexual as her previous partners. Okay. So she didn't feel like I wanted her as much because we weren't fucking every day. Hmm. But she forgot, I'm trying to be a stand-up comic. I was working two part-time jobs, a full-time student, and I was hitting stand-up comedy clubs at night. Mm-hmm. I can't fuck all the time. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you know? I remember I told her, I was like, listen, I'm sleepy. <laughs> she goes, well, I just feel like you don't want me. And I'm like, we just had sex like seven times oh, this week. Geez. I'm t- my penis hurts. Mm-hmm. But that's how she would equate affection. Hmm. Crazy. Do you have her number? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she, she actually lives in LA now. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to take a break and he's going to give me her information and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all, it's Tim. And David. And if you want to listen to Dudes Behind the Foods without ads, now you can. Just go to dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show, too. That's dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com. Thanks. Thanks. 
Now, is there an appeal of a crazy woman? Um, we were just asked this by our lovely sound person, Robin Couch. Real last name, by the way. <laughs> Robin Couch. And I will say this. Is there something appealing about a crazy woman? A little bit. Depending on what your mindset is mentally, right? If I saw... Not... Not what you just described. If I saw that aspect of it, there's nothing about that that makes me go, ooh, I need to take her out. I bet you she gives great head. But there's also that, where it's yeah. like, you might see somebody who doesn't give a fuck out at the club or like someone who's just like crazy in that stage of her life maybe, right? Not that stage of like mental breakdown, but like the stage was like, wow, she doesn't care. She's wilding out. I think she'd probably be so fun to have sex with, right? Where she's like so, she's gonna be one of those messy ass girls that like, while she's giving you head, like slaps her face with your dick and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like one of those, it's like, wow, you're crazy and I love it. Like she's cleaning a paintbrush. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> exactly, right? And uh, there is definitely something a little appealing about some crazy. Now, um, some people, I do know people that are kind of like, gravitate towards drama because they like the excitement of it you know what i'm saying i don't like that at all i hate that and those are always the ones who are like and i was gonna say those are always the girls but it's every it's both people but they but i've dealt with girls in the past who like will go have all these dramatic experiences be like oh i don't know why drama always finds me oh please you are the drama but they are always the common denominator and mm-hmm. all the just the madness, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they thrive off it. They love it. Life is boring without it. It's because, like, I think when I see that, I think they they equate intensity with love, mm. right? It's like, well, if you're fighting with me this hard, mm-hmm. that means that you're right or die for me. Yes. But sometimes it's just toxic. <laughs> you know? Yes. I had. To, I told myself when I was young, when I was, like, in, in high school in relationships, that, like, yes, you have to work for a relationship you have to put in work right yeah you're gonna fight but when you weigh your options and your pros and cons if you're like spending more time working towards fighting to make this shit better than you're actually enjoying it it's time to throw in a towel bro yeah a hundred percent man like i i just don't even for me and mario like when we fight now it's like tiffs Mm -hmm. like there's like we argue here and there and we get irritated Mm -hmm. but I told these stories on the podcast before when we there was a point in our relationship from like year two to like four man it was intense yeah like yelling what you know what I mean just because we're Korean oh that's just how y'all communicate that's just how we communicate but then we also have to realize too that's how our parents did we don't have to do that mm-hmm. and so but it's hard to break that cycle because when things get intense and people just escalate things it got to a point where she was, I was like you know what? I don't want to do this anymore yeah like this is some shit I saw growing up I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yell. Yeah. I don't want to fucking do all this shit. I don't want to yell at you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> but now it gets to the point where I, I think probably in the last like three years, two years, mm-hmm. I've probably raised my voice once. Right. Yeah. And then she raised her voice and then we apologize after. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that. And I also don't want uh, kids to be around that. Mm. I don't want my kids to see how us, how we solve problems by yelling at each other and that we make up after. It's like, no, 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 no. We could make up without the yelling shit. Yeah, man. Um, me and Chia, Chia's always just been a very chill person. So our arguments are never yelling. It's always like just passive aggressive snarky remarks. <laughs> Oh, oh, I've seen some of them. Until someone's like, okay, let's talk about this. (laughs) It's like, are you, what, I'm I'm sensing, I'm sensing something here, you know what I'm saying? But I remember the one time we really got into any, like, any type of, like, uh, voice raising situation, it was because I didn't understand how she um, took being cussed at, all right? And, Mm -hmm. like, and she took it, like, it. If I said a curse word in a sentence, I was like cussing at her. Yes. And and it wasn't that. And so when she was first moving to LA, there was a whole thing she was like she loves her furniture at her place in Canada and she really wanted to like ship her furniture from Canada to LA. Oh, that's expensive as shit. And I was like why do you want to do that? We don't need to do that. There's like so many dope furniture spots out here. And but she was kind of getting like irritated. I could tell that I that 
I wasn't wanting to ship her furniture, right? And then so, but I was also like, I was trying to tell her, look, if you want to do that, cool, we can do that. This is probably what I should have said. I should have said, hey, look, whatever you want to do, we can do that. Um, but what I said is like, I don't give a fuck about your furniture. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> like, yeah. I was trying to tell her, your furniture is not something I like. If you want to ship it or buy new shit, I don't care. It's the last thing that I care about. Yeah, but I was like, what I said was, I don't give a fuck about the furniture. <laughs> yeah. And she took that as me cussing at her and being like, like you told me you don't care. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that was like the first time I'm like, oh, she's crying because she thought I'm like fucking like. You stupid cunt. Yeah. Yeah, you dumb fucking cunt. You stupid brackish cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like that show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that was the first time I was like, okay, when I'm having any type of you know disagreement with her, I, I can't be cussing because she takes it as like, oh, you're, you're, why are you cussing at me? You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, I had a, a similar situation too, but it's a lot worse than that. So <laughs> I grew up in a household, like, so if you go into my house back at home, there are holes everywhere in the wall. Cause my dad, mm. my brother, me, my mom throw shit, break shit. That's just how we dealt with things, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see people do that stuff, cause it's never, the object's not thrown at the person, mm-hmm. cause it's never to try to hurt the person, but yeah, it's yeah. to release rage. Mm-hmm. By the way, still not good. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course not. But I grew up in a world where that was acceptable mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. So <laughs> got into this huge fight. And I can say this now, and she knows it too. It was it was a hundred percent her fault. <laughs> it was a hundred percent because she was doing stuff to aggravate me on purpose to incite a reaction, right? Right? And it was just some toxic shit that she used to do back in the way, back in the day. And by the way, this is just one time, and this is early on in the relationship. Mm. So you know, she's amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> she gotta say that, all right? Yeah, she is. She's fucking amazing, all right. I'm usually more the asshole than her, but. She was pushing my buttons on purpose to incite a reaction out of me, which, you know, girls tend to do sometimes. It's mm. like, it's a bad habit. I don't know. We saw it on TV or wherever it's learned <laughs> from. So there's like a little thing of cream I had, right? Okay. And I was like, why are you, what are you doing? Like, why do you want to fight? Like, I told you, just drop it. She, no. Blah, blah, blah. And I fucking took this little cream <laughs> and I chucked it on the floor and it shattered. And she just started crying. Oh, no. And she was like, I, I'm scared. I'm like, this little cream? <laughs> you know, I was like, this little cream, I'm talking about, it's like eye cream this big. You're immediately like, wait, wh- what? Why? What? Yeah, what? And yeah. she's like, she grew up in a household where, in a Korean household where people would chuck shit. Mm. And so it brought up like this traumatizing memory. I was Damn. like, and I looked at it, I was like, dummy, I'm not throwing it at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you, ta- what are you tripping about? Yeah. And I had to take a step back. I was like, Oh, it's like traumatizing. Yeah, it's triggering. And it's just, it's just a triggering thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the act is not towards her, yeah. but out of frustration, I broke something, yeah. and that's not healthy, so mm-hmm. I never did it again. Mm-hmm. But then I had to realize, too, it's like, wait, well, how come I think it's okay? Right. <laughs> like, why do I think that this is a okay habit? And mm. it wasn't. And I'm like, oh, fucking parents. It's like mm. what I grew up with, and I thought it was okay. It doesn't matter that it wasn't towards her. I wasn't trying to hurt her, but that thing made her feel a certain way. So from then on, I'm like, I don't do this. Mm. You know? Yeah, no, nah, we never do that in my house. I would just go crying to a pillow. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Or you know what I used to do too? <laughs> you know what I used to do? As a fucking like only child and no one to talk to when my parents would piss me off, I would like, and as someone who wanted to be like an actor and shit, my parents would yell at me, I'd be crying. I'd go into the bathroom, I'd look into the mirror, I'd be like, why you fucking say that to me? Why did you fucking say that to me? <laughs> I'd like, I'd be like, like, what is, what, how could you say that? <laughs> I'd just be bawling, looking at the mirror, fucking like doing a whole little scene to myself in the mirror. Hey, I guess I have a daughter now. <laughs> 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 hey, that's why your acting is so good. You uh, fucking capitalize all these emotional moments. Yeah, I overact a little bit. <laughs> I overact a little. How could you do this to me? <laughs> like you're on your knees. <laughs> my mom, on the other hand, did the exact opposite. I went into my room one time, cried in my pillow, and then she called me a bitch. <laughs> and that's a true fucking story. Hmm. I, I want to meet your mom one day. She would love you. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. All parents love me. Hey, I'll tell you this. <laughs> All parents love me too. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're. I think we're just, we're lovable people. You're definitely a lot more universally lovable though. <laughs> I'm not universally lovable because I think I joke so hard sometimes. Mm. And I, I realized this when I went back home too, is because 
everybody I do grew up jokes like the way that I do. Mm. I'm actually not that bad compared to my friends. Mm. So when I'm in a group of just new people and I have to realize too, like, uh, this is different, you mm-hmm. know, because like when I went home, they some some of my friends still use the F word, mm-hmm. the maggot word, mm-hmm. you know, in a joking, like loving type of way. Right, 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 right. But that's how harsh they are. Like right out the bat, that's just who they are. Right, right. So like I'm very lovable to the people I want to be lovable to. Mm-hmm. You are universally lovable. I I'm telling you, it's all a facade. <laughs> I'm depressed inside. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just inside kidding. out. <laughs> um, I was gonna say that. Um, have you ever? I was gonna ask. I mean. Have you ever, when you were meeting like girlfriends, parents, were you ever like nervous or like was a dad? Did a dad ever not like you? Uh, I was nervous <clears throat> when the parents couldn't speak English. Mm. That was the hard part because I can't charm them. I see. So that my weapon is gone. Right. But if if they could speak English, it was game over. Mm-hmm. It was easy shit. Because I, I don't know whether it's because I grew up in a church and, mm. you know, just having to kind of like tiptoe around people very well. Yeah. Like I've, I learned to kind of adjust and, you know, talk a big game. But when I couldn't speak the language is where it was very fucking hard. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. Even I feel like even with my ex who was uh, who was Mexican, I uh, it wasn't so much a language barrier because her parents spoke perfect English. But it was like a sense of humor barrier. Where I felt like they just didn't get my sense of humor and like things I thought was funny. Sometimes they just thought was like inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? And I think like we never really, I mean, her mom thought I was funny, but I never really feel like I gelled. Like whenever I was at dinner at their house, I was a little tense. Like I couldn't be myself. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but I, but which was crazy because I always felt like I always made such a good impression on parents. So the fact that she, that her, I felt like her parents didn't really fuck with me, it, it bugged me, you know? So Just I, because you were a Chino, dude. Eh, shit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't like you stupid Chinos, huh? Chino Cochino, man. Yeah, I, it's, the, the language barrier has always been very, very difficult. Like, even, like, sometimes with, um, Mariel's parents, right? Mm-hmm. My Korean isn't that great, mm-hmm. but I understand almost everything. But sometimes when I speak, I, I jumble my words a lot. Mm. So that's the part that gets me messed up. What I found out, though, is that the reason why my words uh, jumble a lot is because I second guess what I'm saying. Yes. When I actually know the language pretty well. 100%. <laughs> so I always, she, Mariel found out that I, my Korean is fucking amazing when I'm drunk because mm. all those inhibitions are gone. Mm-hmm. She's like, and she found out when uh, I was drinking with the parents. She goes, "Dude, your Korean was killing." Mm. And I'm like, "What?" I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "It's because when you drink, you're not second guessing everything you're saying, mm-hmm. and it's like it's perfectly fine. Just talk like that." I was like, "I can't because I'm so nervous." Dog, I the exact same shit. Like when my parents, when I'm speaking Thai to like my mom, I think my Thai is pretty solid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but when I have to talk to like my aunts and uncles and shit in Thailand, oh, different. I just get I I know that they hear. This is an American boy speaking Thai. Like I have an American accent when I speak Thai, mm-hmm. and like, but I know when I'm with my mom, I'm like relaxed. I think it's a lot smoother. My accent is good. That you probably can't even detect an accent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just because I'm nervous. Yeah. And what is that shit? It, it's dude? the same. It's the same thing with my mom. Because like, you know, my mom. I mean, yeah, she's been here um, my whole life, and her English isn't like a hundred percent, but she knows some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think whenever she's around, um people she doesn't know or like you know just people she's not comfortable with she gets a little nervous and because one time i think one of the first times that chia and my mom really kind of had to like talk and interact and chia had been around for some years already um or however long she was like babe your mom's english is like really good um like she's like we had like a whole we had like a whole conversation right now she knows like a lot of shit i'm like yeah i i know she just she get we get getting we get nervous. We don't want to get judged. Oh, what the hell? I would have never fucking known. Yeah, because your mom never says anything. She just smiles and laughs. I'm like, wait, you speak English? Talk she, to me. Yeah, she knows. She knows some shit. Um, I think she just gets a little nervous, just like we all do. Well, that's my dad. I found out my dad could speak really good English when my when my uh grandfather died. Mm. So his dad. So my dad. I mean, he always says this as some bullshit excuse. If you're <laughs> lying to me, he goes. When I was a kid, whenever we had to talk to customer service or anything that relied, um, like, 
you know, whatever, like like the phone bill had to be paid or some shit, right? He was like, I can't speak English. I need you to talk to them, right? And so I always, it was so fucking <laughs> annoying. I was like, how the fuck does he not know how to speak English when he's been in this country for this long? Yeah. And also, he's he runs a business. Like, this is not, this is weird. It used to always irritate me. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> when my grandpa passed away, this motherfucker, dude, he had to speak English. And it was damn near perfect. And I remember I started getting pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and this is at a funeral. And I looked at my uh, my brother was there, and we both looked at each other. We went, "What the fuck? <laughs> this fool was using words that are like beyond what a basic understanding of English is." Really? Like he was like, "Oh, we're just waiting for our kinsfolk." Kinsfolk? <laughs> That's some old ass English. This fool said kinsfolk. Huh. And I looked at him. I was like, at the funeral, I was like, "Hey." Why'd you lie about speaking, not knowing how to speak English? He goes, I did this for your benefit. He's like, because you need to know how to talk to customers. I was like, no, you're lying, you lazy fuck. <laughs> you do that to me three, four times, not for fucking 25 years. Hey man, he could be right. Lying. Because if he spoke perfect English, your Korean would probably be completely gone by now. Well, my mom can't speak any English at all though, mm. for sure. She only knows how to say, you disabai? <laughs> Four ninety nine. Oh, coming next time. Mm. Okay, get out. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, if my mom spoke like perfect English, my tie would be non-existent. That's all the friends are like that though. Yeah. If their if their parents couldn't, oh, they couldn't speak English, they they could usually speak the language. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna tell you to. I think a clip of me is gonna pop up telling you guys to go to goodybrand.com now. So. Hey guys, this episode of. Dudes Behind the Foods is brought to you by GoodyBrand.com. Tim here, just popping in to remind you that what's a better Christmas gift than some fly-ass clothes? I mean, GoodyBrand.com, we got new hats. Uh, count your blessings. We got beanies. We got new flannels. We got all types of new gear. So go to GoodyBrand.com and check it out. Hi, people. The fucking funniest thing about that that funeral too, like my family has always been a little odd compared to everybody else, but you don't really notice this stuff because you only notice it when you go to college and you start comparing like life stories. Mm -hmm. Like just the idea that like at that funeral, my uncle is like, here's a weird thing. So just speaking of how weird people are, there's this restaurant in uh, Sacramento called Shahirazad. Okay, it's a it's a Middle Eastern restaurant. Mm -hmm. It was like the only one at the time. So if you guys go to some of these restaurants, they'll and I've been to a couple of restaurants like this where they'll walk around and then they'll have a hot uh, kettle of water mm -hmm. and then you could wash your hands and they'll mm. give you like hot towels. <laughs> My fucking uncle. This fool has a weird understanding of the language too. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I specifically remember him reading a thesaurus all the time. Hmm. Just for fun, he would read a thesaurus. So he always knew random English words. Mm. So this fool opens up the, me the, the menu. He just out of nowhere says, Mesopotamia. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why do you know what the fuck Mesopotamia is? And then out of fucking nowhere, so as they're pouring the hot water into this like bottom bowl so you can wash your hands, which is yeah. a very cool experience, this fucking guy <laughs> dips his head under the water and starts washing his hair. Oh my God. At the f and I'm mortified. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Doing yeah. Mesopotamia guy, <laughs> and the guy who's like doing is like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm like, I'm so so I don't I don't know. This guy's so weird. Yeah, but he just starts washing. He goes, I like this. Oh. <laughs> just out of nowhere. That's I'm like, fun. He's just a fucking embarrassing. Let me ask you this: Do Korean people have a thing to wash your ass after you poo? I mean, we do bidets. You have bidets. Yeah, and then you know, in the farm towns, you just get a hose, and then you would just okay. Because Thai people specifically have a little metal bowl called a kan, um, where after you like wipe your butt, you like okay. So a lot of bathrooms in Thailand will have like just like a bucket of water. Um, for some of like the the more, I mean, back in the day, I don't know how it is now, but so when you didn't have a lot of money in Thailand. Um, they would never shower with like running water. You know what I'm saying? You, you would have like a thing that you would fill up with water, um, either like a big ass like uh, thing, or it would be like almost, it was like a bathtub filled with water. And to save water, you wouldn't just shower. You would get this 
like a bowl and then you would like, you know, wet yourself, lather yourself up with soap and you get this bowl of fucking cold water and go <sighs> and rinse yourself off. That's how you would bathe. Okay. That is the most uncomfortable, unrelaxing experience ever. So fucking cold. Yeah. And so, but anyways, there's this can and you can, after you wipe, you fucking get your bowl of water or you can fill it up with water from the faucet and then you just like, you know, look at a little, your asshole, a little, little rinse. And Filipinos have the same thing. It's called a tabo. I only know that because uh, Kalila told me about that stuff, Bobby Lee's girlfriend, mm-hmm. about the whole water experience, like a bidet thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it actually makes sense. Like I remember when I was first introduced to wet wipes. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm like, hold on a second. There's so much residue. I know. Like what the? F- We've been just using just this dry stuff this whole time. Dude, you can dry wipe until your asshole bleeds, <laughs> and then you get a wet wipe down there. You're like, there's still shit here, yeah. and just never fucking knew. I never fucking knew. And then when the bidet came out, dude, bidet just blasts all your pain away. It's the best. Um, My uh, my one of my relatives in Thailand had a little like hose you can connect to your toilet like uh, situation. And um, it's so interesting because like you think back now you go to someone's house. Everybody has wet wipes on their toilet. Right. But you think back there was a time when that wasn't the case. Motherfuckers was just dry wiping everywhere. And me, even when I go to when I used to go shit in a public place, I and me and Rick were the only people that I knew that used to do this because we were very we're all about clean assholes. Uh, So when I have to go poo in public, I would go get a paper towel, wet it you know, squeeze out a little water and then I get another dry one for after my butt wipe, I would use the paper towel. This is before wet wipes, wipe my butt with the paper towel and then dry wipe the paper towel. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're a very, very clean person. I just really like my asshole to feel clean. I never did that. But what I do <laughs> when I'm at the airport, I'm like, it is what it is. <laughs> I would do. So before I take a shit in a, in a public bathroom, mm-hmm. I get the dispense soap, a paper towel, and then I will uh, soap it up so it becomes like a soapy sponge, mm. and I get a dry one, and then I'll clean the toilet rim mm. down with the soapy really? stuff, and then dry it off. And I'll, there's so much piss all over that thing. I that little thin sheet doesn't protect you for nothing. I would definitely always wipe the piss before I put the uh, sheet. Yeah. I do it with the soapy towel because it just disgusts me wow. every time. It is just it is amazing how so many people cannot get their piss into a toilet. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the mistake, what happens is a lot of guys, not me, because my, my, my shit's on point, but I think a lot of guys, it just, it'll, before they really get a handle on, on where is it going. <laughs> I, love, I love the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, all right, here we go, they're waiting for it, and then just, oh, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my dick is Bismarcky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Oh, thank you. You know, here's, here's what's funny, here's something about me, it's funny, is, um, so, um, if I'm like kind of erect, like let's say like halfway erect, you know how like how difficult it is to pee when it you're is so erect. difficult. So for me, since I curve right, let's say this is the toilet seat. Um, wh- if I want to pee with an erect penis, I have to tilt my body to the left a little bit so my okay curve we're gonna goes have, into the toilet we're bowl. Gonna, we're gonna have to put this. <laughs> so he's al- he's always talked about his his curved pee pee. I. <laughs> Visually, this is the, the, the <laughs> penis, right? This is it's straight, right? Yes. How much does it curve? This much? Look, hold on. Let me just, if you could just fluff me for 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, we're going to do it with the cord. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, okay, that's, that's, that's hard because it's like, a, it's, like, it's like it's a thing that keeps going. Okay, I'll show you with my, with my, with my finger. Okay. Um, let's say this is a, a all the way straight up penis straight mm-hmm. right i feel like when i'm erect it's kind of like uh it's like it's like that oh it's a pretty decent curve yeah 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 so when you enter do you have to enter from an angle no so when i enter um i don't have to enter from an angle but it's it's i'm it's um it's not like i can't move it you feel me so usually when i enter i will kind of like just do this a little bit so it's like it goes kind of more up um, oh, that's the girls must like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not like so um, rigid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a little give to it. it. Has a little give, which comes in handy, you know. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And now I know what Tim's penis looks like. Kind of. I'll show you this. I think I... we're close enough friends now. <laughs> There's. <laughs> you know how funny that shit is, though. It's like. Th- 
he's joking, but literally, you get close <laughs> enough to somebody, you're gonna see their dick eventually. Yeah. Like I've said, what? A, and I'm not joking. <laughs> so, <laughs> I rem- so one of my buddies uh, back in high school, he's not a high school friend, but when when I was in high school, he would always talk about how big his dick was, right? Yeah. And this dude is your height. Okay. Maybe, maybe even a little shorter, right? Okay. This guy's a, I, mean, I could talk about this guy for hours, how weird he was. But this motherfucker dude would always say his dick was huge. And then one time, out of nowhere, he was like, and monotone dude, by the way, he goes, you want me to show it to you? Oh, God. I was like, I want to see your fucking dick, dude. He goes, I, I'll show it. He goes, I won't show it to you, but I'll outline it on my on my basketball shorts. Uh-huh. This thing was gigantic, dude. Oh, God. Like, I was like, he was not joking. That shit had to be <laughs> like nine inches or something. Mm-hmm. It was like almost peeking out of his shorts. I was like, what the fuck? Hmm. I was like, dog, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're so tiny. If he fell over, he could just wow, <laughs> like stand up like that. That's crazy. And that's when I first saw my friend's Pete. I was like, look at the size of that goddamn thing, dude. And that's when you first knew you were bi. Yes, and we <laughs> fucked so much. I actually had a homegirl that hooked up with him, and she complained about his penis size. Too much. It was it was too big, and she she didn't like it. It yeah. wasn't until one of my homegirls at CPK kind of put this in perspective for me. She's like, dude, I cannot handle. She's like, I prefer like dudes that are on the smaller side. She's like, because I have, like, she's like, people don't realize that vaginas are also different sizes. Oh, that's right. You know, she's like, everybody's different. She's like, I kind of have just like a shallower vagina. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't deal with big dudes. Like, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. And like, yeah, vaginas are amazing and they can like push out entire human beings. But for her, she was like, I would just rather not put myself through that all the time. I had a girl that I hooked up with. She had a very tiny mouth. And let me tell you something. She made me feel like a god. That sounds great. <laughs> but she, <laughs> the same girl, um, I mean, we're friends now, but mm-hmm. this is like, we were super young at the time, but um, friends now, but she told me, <laughs> so when she goes to the dentist, because they have to open her mouth, her mouth is so fucking tiny, like it tore like the side of her mouth. Oh God. Because they have to open it up to yeah. fucking, you know, clean it and shit like that. But she once like gave this dude a head and the same thing cut open. Shit. Because her mouth was so fucking small. When I was hooking up with that girl that was like 5'11", um, she had sizable like she had long hands long fingers and also she had like a pretty big mouth and there's a video like you know so back in the day when i was hooking up with her yeah i I took video of her like giving me a head or whatever and then i looked back on it i'm like she makes my shit look so tiny i'm like this video is hot but i'm like this i can never let this leak because like she looks looks like like she just grabbed somebody's thumb She just looks like this giant is giving me head. It's crazy. That's a joke that fucking uh, Bart always makes about Geo. <laughs> he, he made this joke multiple times on JK News. He was like, oh my God, she just makes it look so tiny. <laughs> Gigantic tattooed hands. Oh my. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, how do we start talking about this? I have no fucking oh, idea. Oh, yeah, i curve, and then. Um, uh, yeah, doesn't matter. So food, right? <laughs> <laughs> Penis tastes delicious from what I've heard. Amazing. Andrew Zimmern. Andrew Zimmern. Ooh, would you ever... I, first of all, do you watch that show? Do you watch Bizarre Foods? I fucking love Bizarre I Foods. I love Bizarre he's, Foods. You know why he's the weirdest person on earth? Hmm. This guy will eat dick, ass, chode, yes. whatever. You give him spam? Hates it. What the fuck? He's disgusted. He yaks. Yeah. I thought he was joking. <laughs> Dude, you know what his second favorite food he hates is? Hmm. Walnuts. No way. He was in China, and this and one of his uh, friends gave him a Chinese walnut cake. He bit into it. He went, why didn't you tell me there was walnuts in here? She goes, you don't like walnuts? Are you serious? And this fool literally had dick soup earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like He ate like ox dick soup, <laughs> and he says it tastes like a hard rubber band. And he was like, this is delicious. He ate a walnut and he fucking had a hissy fit. Wow. Um, wow. He 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 looks like an erect penis. He does. <laughs> he, and, and a flaccid penis at the same time. <laughs> He's just a chode. <laughs> what does Andrew Zimmerman look like? A chode. <laughs> that reminds me of, um, there's an episode of Ren and Stimpy, which I loved. He used to crack me up, where <laughs> Ren and Stimpy go and they're having dinner with this like, tribe of like whatever this like tribe in this like the jungles of whatever right 
and they're preparing all this soup and they're doing like a travel show and Ren is trying to be so like um, sophisticated and respectful. They're bringing like monkey brain soup and Ren's like, and Ren's like, mm, oh yes, mm, salty, good. And Stimpy's puking. Everything they bring out, puking. And they're bringing out like, I don't know, fucking like, I don't know, like a... Uh, oxtail dicks mm-hmm. and then Ren's like oh yes mm, tasty and Stimpy's like oh he's throwing up and then Ren goes wait a second he looks at his monkey brain soup he's like there's a hair in my soup and then, <laughs> and then he starts puking <laughs> that cartoon was so fucking funny dude yeah. oh, it was so good it was so weird Ren and Stimpy and then Beavis and Butthead those were the two things at the time dude I didn't get into Beavis and Butthead till I got a little older and that, that was just my shit it was so funny it's like but that all the like my dad didn't let me watch any of this shit. The same way he didn't like he didn't like me watching The Simpsons. He didn't like me watching Ren and Stimpy. He didn't like me watching Beavis and Butthead. But Ren and Stimpy, I would always sneak and watch because I loved it so much. But he just hated any cartoon that was saying like "damn ass crap." Damn, dude, Beavis and Butthead, Ren and Stimpy was at the same time around. Um, what's it called? The movie Lloyd Christmas, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. So that's like that type of humor was super hot around the time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that kind of molded a lot of like the shit that I would do and say as a kid because we would just imitate all the stuff that we would see. Yeah. So all that weird humor stuff, if you always hear like odd things that I say or he's, it's all because of the stuff we saw when we were kids. Yeah, man. Shit like the, <laughs> I feel like people, people will listen to shit I say sometimes and they'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? And I'm like, it's well, just. Oh, you're a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're a little extreme though. What the heck? This would fucking get yelled at and fucking cry in his mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, Romeo. Where the Romeo? Well, guys, that and wraps up this episode. And look where we are. Hey. You, my friend, took all that pain and anguish and made who you are now. And I'm here. And also, I want to tell you guys this. We just dropped some new sweats. Goodybrand.com. We have these new super cool tie-dye sweats. You should check it out. They're on the website right now. Goodybrand.com. And these um, and these annoyed beanies. We just dropped them back in black. Goodybrand.com. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of <laughs> Dudes Behind the Foods. And, oh, we got these super cool sweatshirts right here. I think they're sold out, but they say, um, give them flowers while they can smell them. And, guys, I also look like a ladybug. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching. Bye.